Hello and welcome to the Supernatural podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill, and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. It's the summer solstice and we are recording this, so it's a very good time to worship the sun, Ra. Yes, the sun god. <laughs> and today it's all about sunlight. And why do we need sunlight? Because we're just like plants, really, as humans, aren't we? we haven't, I mean, we've evolved, but we haven't really evolved, you know? Like, um, we are like plants. We need water. We need sunlight to grow healthy. So yeah, so today is all about sunlight. And we might have a few things that might surprise you, especially around sun cream and um, our thoughts around that. Um, it might be a bit controversial. So keep on listening and we'll we'll talk all about it. Yeah, like you said, the sun is the source of all life on Earth, but it can be good and bad. It sustains life, but if we get too much of it, it can burn us and make us unhealthy. Like anything, moderation. And a good point that you made, it could be a little bit controversial, but when you look into the dangers of sun cream, like anything, it's a bit of a money-making scam. Yeah, interesting. This is this doesn't get spoke about a lot, does it? Probably because we live in the UK and we don't get too much sun. Yeah, it's <laughs> not really a problem for to us. Really, to really worry about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, sun cream is very controversial when you look when you look into it. So we're going to give you some tips on what to look for, what to avoid, some natural ways of getting a tan, why we get a tan. And what the sun does to us. So yeah, I think this is an interesting one. And the only reason we haven't done this before is like you said, we don't get much sunlight. So it's it's not very yeah. relevant. But today, this week that we're recording this, it's lovely. So I thought we'd go for yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Because you're you're a bit of a white boy, aren't you? Like transparent. Mm, yeah. I mean, I am pretty like dark haired and stuff, but I just like I said, I just don't think I spend enough time in the sun. And also it's annoying because I get bloody hair fever when I go out in the sun yeah, <laughs> too long. It's a, it's a horrible problem. paradox, yeah. Yeah, because you want to go out and get some sunlight, but then like you're just allergic to all the pollen flying around in the air. But <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the same because I love being out in the sun. It's like, for me, being a lifelong eczema sufferer, the sun has always offered a like kind of a relief from it because as soon as I put my skin in the sun, it just goes, ah, oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> it's like this, it's like this, natural miracle remedy that everything all life on earth needs and mm-hmm. does better with more sun have you ever seen well obviously you'll know you've got two dogs a dog will just lie in the sun oh, if, there's like, if there's a crack in the shade or something and the sun's coming through and it obviously moves out the day there's videos of like cats and dogs i've seen online where they just they follow that yeah. one piece of sun throughout the house all day they just all know it's it's natural and it's good animals just bathe in the sun all day yeah. without suntan lotion <laughs> My dog, like my puppy, the black Labradors, so the black dogs, you would think that would really, they wouldn't really want to be in the sun, it'd be too hot for them, but he's a proper sun dog, he like, he does that, he follows the sun, he finds the sun in the house and follows it around, and then I'll be out, he was out in the yard now when I came up here to do this lying in the sun, Mm. he just loves it. One of my auntie's dogs, so she used to live in Botswana, but she still does live in Botswana. It was white bulldog, and it um not bull, English bulldog, you know the ones with the big noses. Oh and yeah, yeah. She used to get sunburned because she was a white dog. <laughs> oh really? Well, it's pretty yeah, extreme like sun over there as well. Yeah, yeah, it's quite it's quite a hefty sun over there. I don't think um it would happen in the UK, but yeah, her dog used to get sunburned sometimes. So there you go. So yeah, we should all be more Labrador, as you used to say. Be more Labrador, exactly. So um, let's have a little chat about the good parts of the sun. Like you said, it's a stressor. It's the same as exercise. Exercise is good for you. Too much of it is bad for you. Uh, sleep. It's like finding the balance with everything, isn't it? And yeah. finding the balance 
with the sun is also a really good thing and it's something that we need um i think like as we live in the western hemisphere west not hemisphere western northern hemisphere western world like, i always remember sitting in off sitting in my office going i wish i was outside no oh, everyone does it works inside does it yeah yeah that's horrible working inside in the summer i think so that's why it's good to be self-employed <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so um we're going to talk about the the good things about the sun in balance of course so we're not talking about going out and getting burned because that that would be a major stressor to you to your skin but just about being um careful with it really most of us know i think all humanity knows what's good for you we we know these things instinctually what's good for us we know it's good to get lots of sleep good hydration good food and then when the sun comes out especially like in in the uk where you don't get much sunlight as soon as it comes out what do you want to do everyone wants to absorb as much as they can and get it because they know it boosts it boosts your mood it makes you look more attractive it has loads of health benefits which you might not necessarily know the ins and outs of the the complexities of it but you know it makes you feel better so you do it we all go to things naturally that make us feel good but there's actually quite a complicated process of what goes on in the body, why, which, why the sun is good for us. So we'll break yeah, it down I a little mean, bit. Eh? It's even been wrote about, like, I remember studying Chaucer, like I sound really intellectual here, um, studying Chaucer, who wrote the Canterbury Tales in like the 1500s. And the first part of the prologue of the Canterbury Tales is all about when the sun comes out and the lads and lasses strip off. So it's like something that's been happening for ages and like yeah, yeah. symbols of fertility and all of that kind of stuff. It's um, it's all good. Everyone is just in such a, you know, when you just get a few hot days, everyone, they, they start planning stuff. Everyone's happy. Everyone changes the clothing. Like everyone, the whole atmosphere just changes drastically, doesn't it? It's yeah. amazing. Like you said, it, this is not a, a new phenomenon. Even going back to ancient Greece, doctors prescribed solar therapy, which I thought was interesting, which is just mm. get outside get and sun. get more sun. Yeah. And, <laughs> you uh, think they would get a lot of sun in yeah, Greece. In... I know, yeah. They're probably slaves who got kept in dungeons <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> some solar therapy. Um, yeah. Even the ancient Egyptians, they actually built a city dedicated to worship in the sun called Heliopolis. If I can pronounce that right. Dedicated to worship in the sun. So it's obvious, isn't it? It's just really obvious. And I suppose we do worship the sun, not as a like a real form of worship, but when it comes out, we change our behavior, don't we? To, to really appreciate just the a little bit of sunlight and how amazing it makes you feel. Totally, totally. So shall we go into the different types of rays? Because there's two types of rays from the sun, the UVA rays and the ultraviolet B rays. And it's the A rays are the ones that are, are damaging. And that's the ones that the, I think the skin cream puts both of them out, but you don't need both of them out. The UVB rays aren't um, harmful to you. And those are the ones that are good for you. They, they interact with a protein called 7-DHC protein, which um, inter when it interacts with sunlight in your body, it creates vitamin D3, so which, and we need D3 for healthy bones, maintains calcium levels, and reducing inflammation and supporting our immune system. So they, those are pretty big functions that we need to have vitamin D for. So we need to be getting enough to interact with that protein. And apparently like something like if you get out in the sun for like five minutes a day during the summer or something, that's enough for you to get out for the whole year. Yeah. I think so. it's important. Like again, just speaking for the UK, because we, we don't get as much sunlight as other countries, but yeah, you should try and kind of build it up in the summer 
and it, it does mm. last throughout the winter. I think you you kind build of you, reserves, you build up yeah. your reserves, kind of thing, yeah. Because like they say, like even on the NHS website, it says the only vitamin that you should be taking is a is a D vitamin. But mm. if and some people obviously thought they can't get out in the sunlight or they can't get enough time in the sunlight. And like even in the winter when the sun's shining, it's really like weak sun around here. I'm always like out with me face out. Yeah, just still get it on your skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to keep keep getting it on your skin, just to keep updating it updating it <laughs> yeah keeping it upgraded so that's why we need vitamin d um the sun's also linked to lower blood pressure i mean you can feel that can't you, you just feel better when the sun's oh, out God, yeah. Yeah. outside um reduced the scientists have also noticed that there's a reduced death rates um from cardiovascular issues during the the summer months which this suggests that um, it triggers the skin that the sun has tri triggers the skin to release um, nitrogen oxide, which is um, which causes the arteries to dilate and lowers blood pressure and also is said to impact metabolic syndrome. So um, nitrogen oxide is made in the back of your nose as well. This is one of the things that we do release when we do breathing exercises. So um, it's uh, really, really good for you. It relaxes your whole system and um, it's what they make Viagra from as well. Just as an interesting alternate. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, because people, Viagra obviously has its the obvious benefit, but isn't it like it's a quite a simple mechanism, isn't it? Doesn't it just stimulate blood flow and oxygen levels. Yeah, so it dilates your arteries. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's just it's just a dilation tool, yeah. Yeah, they're actually as an, an interesting sideline for this. When they were they, the reason they discovered Viagra was what they were researching heart drugs. Um, to use drugs, yeah, for, I think like for dilation mm. and uh, the side effect that all, and the men <laughs> never mentioned it in the in the study, but it was the nurses who noticed the effects. Uh, right, and okay. uh, so then they started putting that in the questionnaire, and then they thought because the, the men were over the moon that this was happening, and they yeah. didn't like want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so on a while we're on the the random subject of Viagra, okay, we're going to go off on a little tangent here, but um. We don't really talk about business anymore because we changed the name of the podcast, but an interesting um, business thing. One of the best marketing ploys ever was on a, a Viagra advert um, at the very end of the commercial. You know, like when it sometimes gives you the terms and conditions and like say, consult your doctor, blah, 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 blah. Viagra put on the end of the of the advert, warning, erections may last, if, if erections last longer than four to six hours, consult your doctor. And the sales went through the roof because <laughs> men were like, an erection for four to six hours. I don't care if I need to see the doctor. I'm buying 10 packets <laughs> oh <my laughs> that. But really it was a health warning. But it just like by showing the by showing the negative, it, it triggered the positive in a man's mind, saying, like, Jesus, if it's that powerful to give me an erection for four to six hours, <laughs> I don't care about the side <laughs> effects. I'm gonna buy it. Um, and the sales went through the roof. So that was a really good market employee, but it was, they, they put a, a twist on the terms and conditions. It's good, isn't it? Oh, that's a good, yeah. That reminds me, I don't know if I should tell you this story. No, you won't listen to it, so it's fine. My friend took a Viagra when he was uh, <laughs> when he was doing a trek through the Amazon and he thought, I don't know why he thought it would why be a good idea. A good idea? <laughs> and um, <laughs> he said it was just awful oh, because he God. couldn't get rid of rid of his erection. And he wanted to like, <laughs> try. <laughs> he was having to try and hide it. And like... <laughs> Uh, and they were on like a tour with other people and oh god it was he said it was awful it was really painful as well apparently 
I thought you were going to say like a woodpecker came down and landed on it. <laughs> some, like, <laughs> like some kind of tropical parrot or something. <laughs> he couldn't sit down he couldn't stand down he couldn't do anything he was just like having to keep turning away from everyone and everyone's like what's the matter with you oh god it was there so i don't think he would be doing that again but there you go there's the sun <laughs> but talking of that you know we were talking about the virility of the sunlight that's probably one of the reasons why that um mm. the sun because it does that to you it, it creates that feeling of um, that's why so many babies are born in april isn't it you know it's like that nine months on from the summer oh uh, is that right yeah yeah well just the, the serotonin levels like you say people feel better when you get a tan they look better you just you know you, you interact with more people you're more social you do stuff so it's kind of yeah put two two together it does make pretty logical sense doesn't it yeah and if you think about our evolution as well like i always like to go back to the evolutionary things like having your baby in spring is the best time to have a baby isn't it because then the summer's come in um, a lot of babies yeah. are born with jaundice and I know that our Josh had jaundice when he was born and it was he was born in December and the, the cure for jaundice is to get sunlight onto uh, them right, and okay. like the, I remember the nurse saying I was saying it's really cold outside she's like no just get his face and his hands out in the sun mm. and that that'll be enough to trigger your liver to start producing what it needs to do to get rid of jaundice uh, so if you're having your baby in springtime and you've got more chance of, of light hitting the baby it gets them in the good circadian rhythms like we were talking about last week. Yeah. That flow, you know, so it's um makes sense to have your baby in springtime. It's when when all the sheep and the cows and everything else have their babies. So yeah. So speaking of that, on the same, on the same kind of topic, going back to nature and like our how our ancestors did things in the, the natural way, people often associate the sun and getting sunburned, too much sun really, with getting skin cancer. It's a mm. it's a real concern but it's been blown out of all proportion. It's actually so silly when you think people have been taught to fear the sun, even though no life would exist if the sun wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, We've been exactly. taught that the sun kills us, get suntan lotion on, you know, cover yourself or buy this product. It's all just a big marketing scam. So skin cancer is a relatively new disease in the past kind of 50 to 60 years. It obviously was around a little bit before then, but the rates have gone up exponentially if you look at the research. Okay, so how can the sun be around for all of humanity, all of life on Earth, but then skin cancer only comes along in the past 50 to 60 years? It's obviously not the sun that's doing it, is it? Because our ancestors pretty much lived outside and they weren't all dying of skin cancer, were they? So ancestors yeah. used to hunt animals to have food, to get food. They would live outside and they weren't getting skin cancer. So yeah, it's not how does the, the human race exist? So it's, yeah, so it's, <laughs> not, the sun, it's not the sun. That is doing it, is it? So they had a different way of living. They had an all natural diet. They built this, mm -hmm. they built the suntan, the skin reacted, it produced melanin and it had natural um, protection against the sun. We don't mm -hmm. do any of these things. They've done studies where they've albeit on rats, but they, they give one group of rats a natural an all-natural diet, and another group of rats a diet rich in sugar and seed oils, like the things we would eat. And then they gave them kind of almost unnatural levels of sunlight where you think it will be damaging. Mm -hmm. The rats with the all-natural diet did fine. No skin cancer at all. The rats with the seed oil and sugar diet all got skin cancer. Mm. Um, like you say, albeit this is done on rodents, but they're still mammals like us. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so the sun is being given a bad rap for what our diet is actually doing to us. If you, if you have a, a body and your skin is the biggest organ and you are what you eat if you're eating shit all these seed oils and sugars and chemicals 
And then this, then the sun heats up your skin and reacts with those chemicals. That's what gives your skin cancer, not the sun just burning you. If yeah, so if you just let if you just let the yeah if you just let the sun burn you for too long, fair enough, it'll give you skin cancer. But there's a big movement of people trying to now figure out that no, this is this isn't the sun producing skin cancer. It's the sun reacting with all the shit that you've put in your body and your diet and things like sun cream. You look at oxybenzone, one of the main ingredients in most sun creams. It is horrific for your health, absolutely horrific. Um, which is one of the controversial parts we're going to get to talking about the dangers of sun cream. It's, yeah, like you know what I mean. It's it it comes with good intentions. I think. Yeah, don't. Yeah, burn yeah, yourself. I think so. Like, don't burn yourself. Like, I have always been allergic to sun cream. Like, and oh god, I have I had a, a difficult relationship with sun cream over the years. I must say, because like everybody tells you you've got to wear it. So I used to get slathered in it, of course, when because we spend a lot of time spent a lot of time in Africa when I was young as well and of course it's very hot there <laughs> and um, mm. you have to put some cream on so I got slathered in some cream but then it would make my skin worse and then, da, 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 da. so over the years I've kind of developed my own technique and I don't wear some cream at all now because it just oh god it's horrible and if I do go on holiday and have to go out for the day let's say and I put on like I buy like the mineral ones that I yeah got. the mineral ones are a bit better I think yeah yeah that's if I have to like if I know I'm gonna have a day out but like you say I'm really really sensible around the sun I always have a hat on I um I go out in the morning till about like 10 half 10 and I'll go in to for the midday and then like into the shade I always sit in the shade because Stephen I was used to laugh at us going like what you do why do you come on holiday and sit in the shade with your clothes on all the time I'm like well you know and then I can't still warm though isn't it yeah yeah I can't swim in chlorinated pools either like that sun cream and chlorine thing, it really, really mm. wrecks my skin. So, um, yeah, so I would only go swimming in the sea with no sun cream on. And, yeah, just be really careful. Like, you know when you're going to get burned, don't you? Just don't fall asleep in it. Just sit in the shade and cover up the bits that need covering up when they need covering up. It's simple, really. The body's not designed to, most of us from the UK, go on holiday for, like, one or two weeks. The body's not designed to get, like, a, this mega tan over two weeks. You should build up a tan over time mm. if you can. Like you say, just don't wear sun cream and then just, just build up your tolerance to the sun and your body will produce melanin, which is which then darkens and and use and uh, makes a natural barrier for the for, to protect yourself from too much UV rays. So you your skin getting a tan is just your body's way of protecting itself from getting burned from the sun. But mm. you shouldn't try to achieve that in like two weeks, which is what we do by trying to stay out in like eight hours, 10 hours a day covered yeah. in sun cream you should just like you like you said just go out on a morning get the sun um when it's just coming up and when it's going down so not when it's at its strongest cover up and build your tan over time that's the healthy way to do it um without yeah. sun cream yeah i mean like i'm not saying don't wear sun cream if you're going out for the whole day and stuff i'll go and swimming because swimming is the killer as well if you're in the water mm. but like just be careful and you know, you don't have to slather yourself. And I see people slathering their kids in like factor 30. And it's like the kids go home whiter than what they did when they started. <laughs> yeah. Cause like we said, the skin's an organ and your skin, whatever, whatever is on your skin is absorbed into your body. So yeah. it's like, like the, the main man, Paul check says, if it's on your skin, you might as well be drinking it because it goes in. Yeah. What, that, what? that oxybenzene, whatever it's called. What is it called? Oxybenzone and oxy, Oxytin or ozate can penetrate the skin and seep into the blood 
stream lingering in the body for a long time once it gets into your bloodstream that's not a good good way to be is it yeah it's been found with um it alters sperm production it's very allergic and it's often it's found in women's uh, mother's breast milk like you said it stays in your body for a long long time so benzene it's just, just to let you know what, benzene is what they use in car fuel <laughs> it's disgusting yeah and and not only is this thing wrecking your health they charge absolute fortunes for it and it's making your health worse if you're just careful about how much sun you get and you build it up over time you're going to be so much better off yeah but yeah, yeah. The, like you say that that com- there comes the paradox though as well like if you if you can't avoid being out in the sun all day yeah. if there's whatever reason you have to be out in the sun at least try and cover up but then there's there are some healthy alternatives they're also expensive you, you can make them out of essential oils and natural ingredients you do have to pay the earth for them again but they're still healthier than covering yourself in oxybenzone and then cooking yourself for 10 hours <laughs> and then going in a chlorine pool just to get yeah. a bit more chemical reaction going oh, on yeah it's, it's terrible yeah. when you really look into it yeah well I, honestly like it wasn't an intention that i didn't i've never really worn sun sun cream very much but it was just like <laughs> i was brought up in the 70s and 80s you know it was like it wasn't really a um a sophistic as sophisticated as it is now the no, no, trade. Yeah. and um my mum used to slather us in it and i'd literally come back like an itching ball of <laughs> and <laughs> we decided in the end that really the sun cream was what was doing it and actually i was probably better off just being cautious around the sun so that's what i've always done yeah. and like you say I, I end buying the most expensive sun creams when i have to put them on because um yeah, because I don't like any chemicals going on my skin at all. So that's uh, one of the reasons. That's the thing and I always, like you said, we say this quite a lot on the podcast, but if you took, if you turn the bottle around and looked at all the individual ingredients in sun cream and realized that whatever's on your skin is going into your bloodstream and you said, right, look at all these individual ingredients. I'm going to break it down to the chemical level. I'm going to give you each one of these chemicals. Now I want you to eat it. Okay. Yeah. And that's exactly, a bit on your skin. <laughs> and now rub all these. Can you even pronounce those chemicals? Uh, now, do you want them? How about if I just inject them straight into your bloodstream? And people will be horrified. Yeah. But because it's it comes in a bottle and you see it on an advert where people are having fun. It's yeah, it's clever marketing, but it's it's unneeded. I do get the idea of trying to protect yourself from getting burned. That's that's a good idea. But the natural way is to cover up and don't stay out for 10 hours in the in the, the hottest sun of the day. It's just silly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're a teenager and stuff, like, uh, and I used to go on holiday, I did put some cream on then because, like, obviously you're daft when you're a teenager, aren't you? Yeah. And on, on the same note, sunglasses. Oh, ah, yeah. Again, controversial. Controversial. Sunglasses do look cool. Can't deny it. Um, <laughs> and, they, and they do provide a benefit. So if you're driving or something and there's... Bright sun in your eyes, yeah. Sunglasses are probably a good idea, <laughs> but wearing sunglasses all day in the sun is a silly idea, really, because the when sunlight hits your eyes, it then that acts as a trigger for your body to start producing melanin, which helps protect your skin from the sun. So if you walk around in sunglasses all day, it's kind of like telling your body that it's not in the sun anymore. Not as so, sunny. So there's no there's not as much melanin production, which means you're more likely to get burned. So it's actually it's having one benefit by getting the sun out your eyes, but it's it's having a probably a, a more like a net negative effect by the rest of your body doesn't realize it's in the sun anymore, does it? Interesting. But they do look cool. <laughs> so. Did you know that um, 
our body, you know, we were talking about circadian rhythms last week. This kind of fits in with circadian rhythms. Our brain knows when it's the solstices. Oh, wow. That's that finely tuned. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what it does at the the height of the solstice. Then I wonder if there's something happens. So now, so we're recording this a day after the solstice. And we lose, is it like a minute or two minutes every night? Well, traditionally solstice was done over three days. Oh, right. Okay. seem to stay right. the same. And, yeah. you know, winter solstice is the only one that moves. Oh, I thought the summer one went from the 21st to the 22nd as well. No, the but winter I'm... one's the one. The summer one stays the uh, same. Right, okay. But the winter one moves. But, um, yeah, so tradition, it's like over three days, the summer's one and the winter one probably. So, mm. um, But the sun seems to stay the same and then it gradually goes back. So it's like, that's what solstice means. Sol is sun and this is still. So the sun right. seems to stay still in the sky. Uh, right, okay, clever. And like we spoke about in the Christmas episode where we were saying, Traditionally, that might have been the reason why people celebrated at that time of the year. It wasn't necessarily Christmas. It was the winter solstice they were celebrating yeah. for like a week, wasn't it? So, yeah. So, yeah. Have you got anything else to say about sun? sun other than no, my, I would just say, yeah, in conclusion, I'll say, yeah, <laughs> just realise how magical the sun is and, and use it again, like you said at the very start, find that kind of middle path, find balance, use it to your advantage. Okay, you should be you should just be getting the right amount of it to make yourself healthy and feel good and look attractive. You shouldn't be going to extreme lengths where it's burning you and you're having to use synthetic chemicals to cover up. It's just silly. Just get the right amount and it's just perfect for you. And eat a good diet as well. Oh, we haven't sort of said the fact that I love that made me a holistic lifestyle coach. Oh, come on then, enlighten us. Well, that was the one that you were talking about off air about um sad seasonal affective disorder and in in the northern hemisphere so this just blew my mind right so i learned this years ago <laughs> it's just like this is one of the things that i thought god isn't nature just miraculous so in um norway and sweden they have a high fish diet and in the fish is um vitamin d3 and because they don't get sunlight all year round nature has provided them with a way of getting vitamin d3 yeah that is that is pretty amazing isn't it yeah, and there's only like these certain types of fish that have it and they're all in abundance in the Scandinavia. Yeah, I always used to think, so you know when the, the sun comes out and people always say, I'm going to top up my vitamin D, get some vitamin D. That's that's kind of the new phrase over the past few years, isn't it? Get some yeah. vitamin D. But the sun doesn't actually just inject vitamin D into you. So the sun reacts with cholesterol in your skin and that produces vitamin D. So it's kind of like a, a bit more of an equation. It's not just... The sun just doesn't directly give you vitamin D3. It reacts with uh, cholesterol in your skin, and then that produces the vitamin D3. So although you can supplement with it, again, there's nothing like the real thing, is there? And where do you get cholesterol from? Fish and fatty foods. Fat in your diet. So don't skimp on the fat. Yeah. It all comes around, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like Mother Nature somehow knew and created us perfectly, but we've just just fucked it up somehow. (laughs) Weird that, isn't it? Like the closer you get back to nature. I honestly feel this now. I think I'm embodying it a lot more lately. And just like the closer I get back to nature, the better I feel. Yeah. I've always, since getting into holistic health, had a feeling like how amazing it must have been like an indigenous tribe, like the you know, like a Cherokee or something like that, or an Apache, and just live off the land, hunt buffalo, and get the sun. Yeah, and... it would have been lush, wouldn't it? Mm, yeah. But then, like, 
they don't know you don't know the light until you've experienced the dark so. that's true yeah and it's that whole collective consciousness thing are we going through a collective like real dark period and then i think we are. A, cer- a certain point where you realize all this technology and and cities and away from nature do you have to realize do you have to get to a point where nature is so minimal and you have to, the only animals exist in zoos and things like that to get to a point where you're like oh yeah this oh, this is not as good as what we thought it was going to be we now need this to go back to us i don't know it's like it's, it's a difficult one it's isn't like it? um blade runner you know we're all just living in these like high-rise block things in terms mm. never have to go outside and, and did, did you say the other day that the there was a man from google had the first conversation with an ai oh, program yeah. and he said he said it was sentient he said it was making its own choices that is fucking scary that is scary well, that's the start of the downfall i'm i'm are you opting I'm not, out? I'm not watching Terminator anytime soon because that's going to freak me out. <laughs> I was laughing at um, I was listening to Ricky Gervais and Russell Brand the other day. They were chatting and about God and what is God. And Ricky Gervais says, I'm not worried about like this being, this sentient being. He says, because if it's being human, it's probably just full of anxiety and worry. <laughs> He says, yeah. says it's probably a computer somewhere just full of worry going yeah. oh i can't do this i can't do that it's just full of human anxiety. <laughs> tendencies <Yeah. laughs> so, so don't worry about sentient beings if we've made them then we've made them with our flaws as well as <laughs> our... <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's actually a good point yeah <laughs> so i thought well that, that's that gives me hope that we've got like we've got a bit of time left yet but yeah but don't you think and somebody else was talking about this the other day and this is completely aside but like how you know how like how girls now and boys are getting botox and like pumping mm. their lips up and they're creating like a mask on their face and they're looking more like robots yeah it's strange when you see i wouldn't necessarily i don't know you're getting away from like you know when you see someone who has natural beauty and symmetry and someone looks healthy and radiant and then you I see someone done. like yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, no names mentioned but uh, <laughs> um but yeah, your 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 body knows, and your brain and your hormones know when you see someone who who you know looks vibrant and attractive. It's it's a mechanism to like again nature just to procreate. That's if you you should be wanting to be attracted to people who look healthy, so you can have healthy babies. It's pretty obvious, mm. isn't it? But then with all this Botox and when people wear like a bloody inch of makeup on the face, and I, I don't know, I don't, I'm not attracted to that. I don't. Again, people have been marketed to to realize that this is attractive, but it's not, is it? It's mm. it's not like nice. These big yeah. lips and the big yeah. eyebrows and and no wrinkles. Like I love my wrinkles, man. I've laughed a lot. It give you face. <laughs> it gives you face character, doesn't it? And it's it's again, it's yeah. a natural process. Yeah. Thank God. You know what? And like, how must it feel to look at your face in the mirror and not recognize yourself? Hmm. Well, yeah, it's strange. It must be hard being a teenager these days, though, as well, because it's everything's about even on your when they take photos of themselves, it's all filtered. There's a million filters, so they never mm. all the photos yeah. they upload. They getting they get prayers and they get recognition and likes and love and comments from a filtered photograph that isn't actually them. So then they feel as though they have to look like that they have in to person. Look like that, yeah, yeah. So it's it was like when Kim Kardashian, you know, her was sticking her ass on the thing or something. Mm. And then, then there was a fo- photograph took of her, like without filter on, that somebody had took of her on the beach and she had cellulite and stuff. And all of her fans were going, oh my God, you've tricked us and all of this. And I was like, well, yeah. of course you'd have cellulite, she's a bloody woman with a she's fat a ass. 
Yeah, but we've yeah, but that's the thing when when life is filtered and you you think reality is through social media and the television and things like that, that's all for, like Photoshop and filtered adverts have been around for years. This is not, not nothing new, is it? It's just getting more and more common. I know. I know. Anyway, the sun. Not against the sun. <laughs> <laughs> that was a random rant yeah. from us. But I, I do. I feel sorry. I feel sorry for my boys going out into the world and they meet a girl and then, like, her ass is fake, her boobs are fake. <laughs> <laughs> then she yeah. come and meet me and I'll be like, what? What yeah. have you done? But that's the thing. So we need, like, Kids need good role models, don't they? Yeah. So it's important that we, we like do podcasts like this and try and just, even if it's just a little bit of, and we can just kind of get people thinking. It's really important because, yeah, some of the synthetic and like fake crap out there, it's just not good. It's so far away from nature. We need to get back to nature. Eminent love, Dan. Eminent love for everybody, for all mankind, because we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's never, it's not over till a fat lady sings. And I'm sure there's a few of us out there who want to get back to nature. And, you know, like yeah. you say, it's always darkest before the dawn. So, exactly. So, anyway, that was the sun <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. If any of you have any comments or oh, interested about that whole sun cream thing, because maybe that's made you think about it. Do you actually need to slather it on all the time? Um, then just give us, give us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and yeah you can find me on my website organicpilates.co.uk what have i got going oh, i've got a gorgeous breathwork class tonight coming up we're doing a solstice one so we're going to be worshiping the sun and manifesting our next six months because anytime there's like a solstice or an equinox it's a good time to like tune in and see realign yourself with your goals yeah i feel as though it probably like amplifies anything you're thinking at the moment yeah it's peak uh, peak moments yeah. aren't they it's a peak yeah. time so it's a peak time to like log in log in <laughs> to see <laughs> log into you to your androidness <laughs> just to check in with yourself and see where you are and realign the airplane get back on track yeah exactly i love the rail strikes running <laughs> Oh, we're going in and doing McGloom again. We're oh, going yeah, to finish yeah, before yeah, we yeah. get into scary, it. Scary, scary root chakra living for you. Right. <laughs> anyway, and Dan, were you up to anything? Oh, Dan climbed Ben Nevis at the weekend. How was that? Yeah, I'm recently down off the highest point. And it would have been good if I went up on the solstice, actually. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. Highest point in the UK. And uh, yeah, so my legs are still aching. But it's good to challenge yourself now and again. And um, so I'm already looking for the next one. Yeah, where's the next one going to be? Kilimanjaro? Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that, but um, travel's still not great, so yeah. I'll probably have to stay in the UK or anywhere nearby. Well, you can't go any bigger now, though, can you, in the UK? So Not in the UK, not unless I take a set of step ladders to the top of uh, Ben Nevis. <laughs> You're going to have to come down and go back <laughs> up again. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, um, so take care, everyone. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, on all of those places where you can find podcasts, and please do share. Cool. See you again soon.